Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with spring break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Ross Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented as always by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you know that. Now I got, what, five podcasts, part of the network. Ross Tucker Football Podcast is daily, 25 minutes or less. Basically everything you need to know that's going on in the NFL. Even money betting podcast, very profitable, very popular. We record that 9.25 a.m. Eastern Time on Tuesdays. Wednesday and Thursday, we have not one but two Fantasy Feast podcasts for you. And then Andrew Brandt does his outstanding business of sports every week as well. You can check me out on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. Really, the two things you should definitely do, follow at Ross Tucker Pod on social media, whatever one you're on, right? Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, because that's where we post you know, the two or three highlight clips from each show that we thought were the most noteworthy. And then follow us on YouTube or subscribe to YouTube so you can watch us. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. We put the full episodes and the highlight clips on over at YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. The star of this show is the man with the plan, the great Emery Hunt. You know I'm a huge fan at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter. This guy was a YouTube star before there even were YouTube stars. Football Game Plan on YouTube. And then footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. Like, this might be the best Christmas gift ever. (laughs) Give it to yourself. Footballgameplan.com slash 2024 draft guide. It's just about that time. I mean, you're going to want to get Emery's scouting reports on what, a thousand guys, Emery? Something crazy? It's always going to be a thousand now, especially since we're still going through the COVID year. So as long as they're going to be plus year guys, it's going to be over a thousand. You know, it's funny you bring that up about the COVID year. I, 
I can't wait till we're past the COVID time. Oh man, who are you telling? I can't wait to because so so those of you who don't know, you know any the COVID year did not count for uh, college eligibility, right? So you got all these guys that have an extra year of eligibility. You don't know if they're using it or not. You don't know if they're staying at their school. You don't know if they're gonna grad transfer. I mean, the amount of people that have hit me up, transfer portal guys. I mean, it's. It's pretty wild, actually, just what's going on in the transfer portal these days. Um, and college, I mean, it's hard to keep track, Emery. Who's at what college? Who turned pro? Like, there's got to be – is there somewhere they have a really good list for this? Because I can't even keep track. Yeah, I, that's the, that's that person who comes out with the list for this stuff would be making mint because to keep track of all of this, who has the bonus injury year – you know, who has how many years left of eligibility? Some guys now are taking their seventh year, which is, you know, I get it, but come on, man. Like, you're playing against 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Like, like, move on. It's pretty wild. Um, let's get into, I want to start with the Heisman. It's funny, as the, as the voting came out, Emery. So we're going to get into the Heisman, and we got bowl games on Saturday already. So we're going to get Emery's picks on these bowl games like we always do. Remember, we're kind of three podcasts in one, college football, NFL draft, and college football betting. So I want to get to the bowl games for sure. But we had the Heisman Saturday night, and I was thinking of you, Emery, because the voting sort of played out almost identical to what you said ahead of time. Not that you knew how the voting would go, but that you said you thought Daniel should win it, but you'd be okay if Penix did. And that's kind of how the voting went. I mean, it was a cl- pretty close, relatively uh, call with Daniels beating out Penix. And you're right. I, th- I still think Penix and Knicks, you know, split the West Coast vote a little bit. Yeah, and when you look at how it broke down, that's where the Heisman was won for Jaden because there was no competition out East. I mean, they kind of shoehorned Marvin Harrison Jr. in the mix. But as you saw, Jordan uh, Travis was fifth in the in the Heisman voting. So it really was Jaden Daniels' award to lose because the West Coast um, and the, the Far West and the Southwest portionally split between Bo Nix and also Michael Penix. So it was good to see Jaden Daniels win it um, because he was the most outstanding player this year. Uh, every week he had some sort of highlight statistical line or some highlight plays, and I just thought that he really deserved that award this season. You know, uh, Emery, I loved your player comp last week for Quinn Ewers, uh, comparing him to Kevin Cobb. I'm just curious, in particular, those three quarterbacks, and not that you have to have a player comp for each guy, but I'm just curious where you're at with these guys as NFL prospects. I don't really remember anybody, maybe other than you, in the summer talking about Jaden Daniels as a potential big-time prospect. Now... People are talking about him like he could maybe even be a top 10 guy. I've heard people reference Lamar Jackson. I think that might be because of their uh, their physique and also their explosiveness. What do you see when you see Daniels as a pro prospect? It's funny because everybody's saying Lamar Jackson after I said Lamar Jackson in comparison to him back in October about how dangerous he is with the ball in his hands as a runner. He's super elusive. And when you have that 
it's, it's so hard to watch him and be like, man, like they really can't. Sometimes they get a good clean shot on him because he, he does at times believes he's Earl Campbell, tries to run over a dude and they just light him up. But for the most part, you really, you rarely get a clean shot on him and he's able to weave his way through traffic. But I do like Daniels to me as the QB two in this draft class. If, you know, obviously I think Shador Sanders goes back to school. Uh, but right now, Jaden Daniels is my QB two. And that's someone that if you need a quarterback, you take him because he is outstanding with the ball, makes great decisions, and also gives you that plus one ability in the run game. He, he's Lamar Jackson light in terms of how he plays. His style is very similar to Lamar Jackson. He's not as explosive as Jackson, but they provide the same type of ability, and he's able to play above the X's and O's. He did a lot of that this season for LSU, which is why you saw the significant jump in his play. Penix, to me, um, is someone that, that – I feel well, like well, Emory, I want to jump in real quick um, before you get to um, Penix. So just to confirm, you have Daniels QB2, you have Caleb Williams QB1, right? Correct. Okay. So then you have Daniels ahead of a guy like Drake May. Got it. I just want to make sure. Some other people might not have listened to that episode where you talked about Caleb as your top guy. I want to make sure we clarified that. Okay. And, All right, and- so go ahead about Penix. And I'm glad Penix and Bo Nix play each other twice. And obviously you don't tweet this out during the game because you don't want to constantly go back and forth. And this is not a knock, man, for both guys. For me, it's like when you watch that Oregon and Washington game play, both are very good quarterbacks, did a great job leading their offenses, and they're going to be fine pros. But I feel like from a comparison standpoint, they remind. I felt like I was watching Josh Dobbs versus – uh, um, Sam Howell. I think both guys fit that mold. Josh Dobbs for, for Michael Penix and Sam Howell for Bo Nix. So both can be starters in the NFL. In the NFL, um, Both have played a lot of football. Both have shown that they are able to uh, make improvements within their game to get better in certain areas and take away some questions. Uh, both benefited from going to different schools and really elevated their stock because when you think about how Penix was viewed at Indiana and how Nix was viewed at Auburn, completely different players at Washington and Oregon. But I feel like both guys are, you know, more along the lines of day two prospects. Uh, you know, Penix reminds me a lot of Josh Dobbs and Sam Howell is about comp for Bo Nix. So I've seen people, and I think it's the left-handed thing, but I've seen people compare Penix to Tua. What do you think of that? Tua's anticipation is a lot better than Michael Penix. And I feel like Tua has, you know, the ability to really layer passes on on both sides of the field. Penix's ability to layer the passes usually just going vertical downfield. Um, and I feel like the placement isn't as precise as Tua. That's what made Tua elite was the fact that his placement and his accuracy was consistent at all quadrants of the field, at all windows of the field, at all levels of the field. Penix has shown he throws a beautiful, you know, takeoff route, which is a, uh, which is essentially a short throw. The ball has to come out quickly, and does a great job in leading the receiver on corner routes and maybe on on post patterns. But the short, quick stuff that you need to really one, two, three, get the ball out is always just a tick behind. But definitely, he's improved in in that capacity at Washington because at Indiana, I felt like he was more of a see it, throw it type of a guy, to where. He's going to try to just fire it in there, and it was always a little bit behind, a little bit off receiver had to make an adjustment. But you don't see that uh, at Washington. He's able, he's added a little bit more touch, a little bit more 
um, you know, arc on his passes going downfield. So before we get to these bowl games, Emery, think about this. You want to talk about a great gift, whether it's an NFL game or one of these bowl games, make sure you have the game time app on your phone. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. Because number one, you can actually see the view from your seat. So you know exactly what to expect. It has the all-in prices right up front. So you know how much it's going to cost. You can buy your tickets in seconds with two taps. And you know how I feel about the game time guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Check it out for holiday gifts. See what's in your area. A lot of people don't know what to get a significant other. That's a great gift. Take the guesswork out of holiday shopping with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code DRAFT for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account and redeem code DRAFT for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Emery, let's dive into these games. I didn't realize there were so many this weekend already. All right. I mean, I mean, there, there's a bunch. We're getting started. It starts, um, I don't even know the name of the bowl. And honestly, does anybody care? Like they change them all the time with the sponsors and stuff. Here's what I do know. The Ohio Bobcats, who I saw play uh, this year, earlier in the year against Western Michigan, they play against Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern's laying three and a half. And I already know you're taking Georgia Southern because they're a Sun Belt team, and that's how you roll. No, I am taking Ohio. I'm a big Bobcats guy. I love the way they play ball, man. They are efficient within their offense. They truly win up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. And as long I know Curtis Rourke jumped in a transfer portal, I do feel like he's going to play in this bowl game. But if not, their reserve quarterback is pretty solid. I like Ohio to get the win here. So I'm taking them plus the points. Ooh, okay, I love it. Jack, make sure we're noting all these. Producer Jack, we got to note all these. So uh, Emery likes Ohio plus the three and a half. That's interesting about Rourke, by the way. Um, I feel like every starting quarterback went. They all found out how much money Sam Hartman got, and they're <laughs> all like, man, I'm going to the portal, see how much I can get from NIL. I don't blame them. Everybody's in the portal, man. That's the, Every starting quarterback, you're right, is in the portal. Wild to see where the uh, musical chairs ends. What about Jacksonville State? They are laying three points. This is your boys, right? Yeah, we're in the boys are underdogs to Jacksonville State in their first year FBS. Clearly, clearly the uh, the NCAA hates America by making this line. You know, us as underdogs. You know, take the over. I do like. Louisiana's oh yeah total by the way is 56 and a half I should have mentioned that take that over I I, listen Jacksonville State is going to be good for for a long time I love their defensive line Fuqua the safety for Jacksonville State an NFL player he is always around the football for Louisiana backs on backs on backs stable of backs lean on that run game they should be able to win this one that's my that's my alum and fan saying they'll win this one but my official play is the over here. They'll score some points. God. Okay. So for the record, Emory likes Ohio getting the three and a half against Georgia Southern. And he likes over 56 and a half Jacksonville state and Louisiana Lafayette. 
What about Miami? They're going against App State, Miami, Ohio, that is, and they're getting five and a half points. Take Miami in the points here. What I love about the Red Hawks, defense. Boy, they are a great defensive football team. And I'm talking about team defense. So they rally to the ball. You see 11 hats to the ball. They are tough to move the ball against consistently. They get off the field on third down. They'll keep this one under that number. So take them plus the points. I mean, watching them in the MAC championship game and what they did, Toledo was just impressive. So take Miami and the points. Just been a big fan of what they've done defensively all season long. That's a good coach. That guy's a good coach. Chuck Fantastic Martin. Coach. Yep. Yeah, he, he is a good coach. Uh, so, all right, so you like the points there. Miami getting five and a half against App State. How about this one? This is an interesting one. New Mexico State is laying three and a half against Fresno State. The total is 51. Give me the over. I can't trust New Mexico State's defense. Uh, they they burned me against. They only gave up Liberty. 10 to Auburn. But they burned me against Liberty. Liberty went up and down the field, and I had them plus the points, plus 10 against Liberty. And they had that game in hand until the defense just kept giving up big plays to Caden Salter. So uh, I don't trust the defense going into this bowl game. I like the team. I like what Kill has done with New Mexico State. This is back-to-back bowl appearances, probably the first time in program history. And they were really good. Like you said, they beat Auburn. I like Fresno State's offense as well. I think this one goes over uh, because New Mexico State can score. They have they have no problem getting to a shootout. Um, so I like the over here more than anything. Over 51 for New Mexico State and Fresno State. We got Boise State and UCLA, Emory. Boise State's catching two. Total is 50. Another quarterback that's in the port. Both quarterbacks in the portal. Uh, for uh, UCLA and also for Boise State. So maybe they'll play in this bowl game, but I feel like UCLA has enough uh, to overcome Dante Moore, and he's not even the starter anymore uh, at quarterback, more so than Boise State. So I'm going to lay the points with UCLA here in this one. But again, another game. What happened with Dante Moore, by the way? He jumped into the portal. No, but he got benched? He got benched. He was throwing throwing an intercept a game, and, and, and a lot of his interceptions was going back the other way. So you can't throw pick sixes consecutively and think you're going to maintain a starting job. Even if you're a true freshman making mistakes uh, on a team that still had a chance to, you know, an outside chance to win. Wow. That's wild. Um, All right. What about, what was your official play there, Emery? UCLA. Laying the two. Okay. Cal is playing Texas Tech. And um, Cal is getting... Three points, totals 58. This one, uh, you have a quarterback that's in Texas Tech that's coming back for his seventh season, I believe. Um, next year, made the announcement, Tyler Show. Um, uh, Shuck, I believe it's pronounced, uh, is coming back for his seventh season at Texas Tech. I like Cal here, man. Cal has been playing some good football all season long. Uh, pulled off a couple of shockers this season. I think they go into this bowl game a little bit more motivated. So I'm I'm taking the Golden Bears. Cal plus three. Emory likes them as well. Next week, we'll have a lot of bowls to get into. Old Dominion, Western Kentucky, Marshall, UTSA, South Florida, Syracuse. I mean, next week is like bowl week. So uh, next week, we'll be primarily going through these bowl games with Emory. Right now, I'm going through hunger pains because I'm still trying to do this intermittent fasting, kind of. 
Anyway, when the clock stops on this podcast, I might be ordering in with DoorDash. Just like when your pizza cravings hit at halftime, that should be ordering time. You're dreaming about tacos during a timeout? Boom, they're on your doorstep. Wait, you want burgers, chips, dips, drinks, and wings instead? Even better. Order on DoorDash and get everything you want delivered without missing a minute of the game. By the way, Emery, we're going into the fourth quarter of the podcast now. And in football, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. In business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And Smart Sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. All right. Emery, I want to talk a little bit about the FCS Bowl and where you were over the weekend. Everybody else is talking about the Heisman and Army-Navy and the NFL games. I don't know. Where where was it? Who was it? And was there anybody else like you there? (laughs) The only one there uh, in terms of scouting for the NFL draft. Uh, Also, my guy Jeff Barnes did show up on the second day. Uh, he, he does, I think he does NBS draft central. So he was there, but we were the only two, uh, draft analysts that were there. And this is the first college football all-star game out the gate, small college all-star game. There were about 10 to 12 pro scouts there from the NFL and also, uh, CFL teams. And it's a great way to kick off the college scouting season. Um, and it's set up in a, in a rookie OTA format where you have, two days of practice and then a game. So you got to really cram everything in two days and then go perform in front of uh, pro scouts in, in a game. So it was a, it's always a great event. I always love getting down to Daytona beach, Florida, cause it's a great venue for the game. Um, and it's a great collection of small college talent from. Is FCS. It, okay. Uh, you're right. I was going to say, is it all FCS prospects or what is it? It's FCS D2, D3, NAIA and Canadian prospects. Um, and it, because of the season, because of where it's um, stationed in the season, it's primarily a lot of D2, NAIA, D3 U sports because some FCS guys are still playing in, in the playoffs and are still, you know, recovering from a long season. So this is the first one. You get a lot of D2 guys, a lot of D3 guys, and NAIA guys with a, a good bit of FCS players. So um, what I love seeing, I tweeted this out, is when, you know, because up in May, I was in Canada in uh, Hamilton for the East West Bowl, which is the official kickoff of the scouting season because that's the first all-star game out the gate because they played their all-star game before their regular season. And I love to see the prospects that I took notice of there, up there down in the States to see how they compare. And there were two offensive. There was offensive lineman Patrick Lavoie out of um, Carlton, who was excellent all week here at the FCS Bowl, and also Cooper Hamilton from Wilfrid Laurier, that also held his own here. So the point of attack play is is key because those guys up, up north play a yard off the ball. So getting athleticism and explosiveness in a shorter distance, you always want to see how they're able to handle that from an offensive line standpoint. On the defensive side, uh, Levy Rodriguez from Texas a and Commerce was outstanding, uh, as well as uh, Ian Marshall from Northern State 
I felt like he was super disruptive all season long. Those are uh, one D2 guy and one FCS guy. And from the from the uh, D2 ranks, Dev Holmes, the wide receiver from New Haven, was his explosiveness just kind of jumped off at off the screen or at practice at you instantly. He was always able to find himself open. Same with Kyron Petway of Long Island University. Both of those wide receivers, shorter guys, but have the explosiveness and have the ability to, to really separate from coverage. And speaking of coverage, Eddie Morales out of Monmouth. There was a ton of Monmouth guys down there uh, as well. But Morales, to me, and his ability to mirror and match as a corner was impressive. He was excellent in those couple of practices. And I got to give a shout-out to Leandre Andrus, the offensive lineman, who was wearing number 99, uh, who was excellent out of Mars Hill. I thought he was the most consistent offensive lineman there, uh, more than held his own against the type of pass rushers, guys that had speed, guys that had power. He was able to hold his own consistently. Um, and Jaden Wick, Wickswear of San Diego, he was undersized, 6 feet, 200 pounds. They had him listed as a linebacker, but he looks more like a safety. But he was making plays on the ball, Blitzing and all those good things like that. And one more Canadian guy that was that was excellent um, was Dawson Pierre out of Concordia, the Stingers. He was he's a safety, but I thought he did a good job showing his athleticism, moving well with the ball, uh, you know, to find the ball, and did a great job down there playing, uh, showcasing in front of scouts. So good week all the way around. There's a lot more names, a lot more to get into. Still roaring out of Pitt State, the tight end was outstanding as well. Caught everything thrown his way. So great event. You can check my YouTube channel to see the highlights from those two practices. Emory, we got the FCS semis this weekend, too. Friday night, it'll be South Dakota State against U Albany. The, what are they, the Great Danes? The Fighting Scoobies. U Albany is in the FCS semifinals. That is unbelievable. And then North Dakota State, Montana. We only have about 30 seconds. What do you got? Anton Junkaj and A.J. Simon, the two defensive ends for you, Albany. I did their game against Morgan State. These are legit studs. And I want to give a shout-out to the, the Celebration Bowl, Florida A&M, Howard this weekend. Keep an eye on Howard's offensive lineman, Anem Dankwa, who's going to the Shrine game. He's a phenomenal talent. Check him out on social media. He is the man at F-Ball Game Plan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We, are, of course, are at Ross Tucker Pod and YouTube.com. Slash Ross Tucker NFL. The keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for tuning in to College Draft. Make sure to also check out the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and Fantasy Feast. All on the DraftKings Network, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform.